Hey, what's up? Welcome back to the Mental Edge Training Coach Podcast here with Chad Hermanson. Today, I'm going to interview Noah Hall. Noah Hall has played 16 years in the minor leagues and parts of independent league. Just a flat out grinder, right? 16 years. Unfortunately, he didn't get to the big leagues, but just the fact that he stuck around for as long as he did and was good enough to play in the big leagues, but just didn't get that opportunity my hat goes off to a guy like this that just continues to keep playing. We're going to learn from him about kind of his grind, right? His process of what he went through, uh, the ups and downs of being a pro player and what he's doing now as far as helping kids out in Charlotte, North Carolina. So we're going to enjoy this conversation with Noah, learn a lot from him, some hitting philosophies and some of our stories together that we played together when we were in Syracuse back in 2004 together. And of course, as always, if you're looking to get coaching on the mental game, May is starting here. Things were really blowing up for me in April where I had a lot of new kids. A lot of parents are reaching out to me. Players are struggling, right? Players are struggling with their mental game. They're struggling with their emotional side of it. The tool that I'm teaching with this self-coaching model has been really fantastic. I'm, I'm teaching kids as young as 10 years old this tool. And the cool thing is they're getting it. And when I coach 10-year-olds, typically the younger players, they actually like, they want to go share it with mom and dad. They're like, mom and dad, look what I learned. And so not only am I teaching 10-year-olds, I'm teaching college players, as well as coaching the parents through maybe some of their issues that they might have going on, not even necessarily regarding the kid in the baseball, right? But maybe something that's going on with them they're able to now implement the self-coaching model into their life. And so we're, we're working through that process too. So you can go to chadhermansoncoaching.com to apply for that. And I will personally text you to set up a call. So make sure you just fill out the, all that information. Make sure you include your name as the parent and of course your player's name. So enjoy this conversation with Noah Hall. All right, Mr. Noah Hall. What's up, dude? How we doing? Uh, what's up, bro? How's it going? <laughs> doing awesome. Good to see you. It's good to see you, man. It's been, yeah. we were reminiscing. It was 2004. Oh, man. <laughs> when we played Whoa. with each other. We were you know. little little boys almost. Oh, man. We were so young. I wish I knew what I know now. <laughs> but you look exactly the same. What's up with no, that? No, thanks. So do you, bro, besides the beard and the no hair. No. <laughs> little little grace. Yeah, yeah, a little grace. Well, hey. <laughs> Lots of gray, okay you don't want to see my you look through my uh my uh youtube and you'll see my gray okay there's there, some gray you there. there you go yeah you've always been the the clean shaven dude so i like to be clean shaven for the there most you part. go yeah. well cool so you're you're out in charlotte north carolina right yeah nice. it's great so, out here this is baseball and softball country for that matter so it's yeah. really really nice out here yeah yeah have it. you ever lived in the west coast or always in the east coast oh yeah so i grew up in the west coast so i grew up in california in santa cruz uh california yeah. so you know south of san jose and obviously san francisco's up there but um yeah i grew up in santa cruz uh it's a skateboard and you know hippie capital of the world <laughs> probably you know old school <laughs> um but he but yeah it was a good place to grow up and loved it there i couldn't afford it now and uh, we love Charlotte. Charlotte's pretty, pretty awesome. And like I said, super, they love baseball and softball out here. So it helps a lot. And then, um, but I love Cali just going back there occasionally. I haven't been back in a while, but you know, yeah, that's where my roots are. And uh, a lot of my family's still back there. My mom's there and stuff. 
Love it. Yeah. So you, you, you've been, one thing that I wanted to get you on the show, number one, we were teammates and we had a, we had a fun time together in what we were both describing as probably our, at least for me, I don't, for you, but my worst professional career year, just with like things that happen and stuff like that. And so we were, we were outfielders together and, and trying to, uh, to work through some crap, you know, yeah. kind of individually injuries, different things like that. We'll, we'll eventually get to that and kind of talk about that and how that all went down, but let's go all the way back, dude, to like, you're in California, share with us your story about, you know, getting drafted, going through the, the drafting process. And you mentioned back then in 95, 96, that they did the draft and follow. Right. which many people don't even know what that is anymore. So walk <laughs> us through that thing. whole process. <laughs> yeah, good thing. I, you know, yeah. sometimes I think back, it all worked out the way it should, actually. I don't I don't really overthink, oh, if I would have gotten back into the draft, I would have been drafted by this team or this at this, you know, in yeah. this round or whatever, you know, because that was the idea. But yeah, so the whole process, I, um, I ended up, uh, you know, I played all – just to start a little before, um, I only started playing baseball at 12 years old. Mm. And so pretty late for most people. So yeah. I have a good in on anyone that starts late, you know, and I see him as a hitting coach and I'm like, you know, they're 12, 13, 14. I have a 14 year old. I had a 15 year old the other day, you know, just first right. time never played okay. ever. And, and then, so you never, it's never actually, well, I guess it could be too late eventually, but to really get there. But you know, when you're young and you're still in your youth, you still have time, you know, is all it is. And and I actually ended up um, watching baseball before I started playing baseball. So I was a fan of it a little bit first. Mm -hmm. And then I ended up going out for the league, you know, and all that. Uh, good story here, too. I struck out or I didn't swing and hit in one one pitch in, in, in batting practice. You know, they had the machine, you know, yeah. doing the BP tryouts. I couldn't hit one. I didn't hit one, man. You know, so think about that. <laughs> not one, you know. You do not pick me up because I didn't hit one. No, you still draft me because I look, I had potential. <laughs> and right. Sure enough, I led the home league in home runs. So it was pretty cool. Wow. Yeah, but, uh, but anyway, so I started there. Um, yeah, I got to high school, made, uh, uh, we had a freshman JV and varsity back then. So I don't mm. think that's happening. Many big places school. Anymore. Is it a big yeah. school that allowed that? Um, I guess there was considered a decently sized school, but most schools had that though. And yeah. at least Santa Cruz County. Okay. Um, I'm sure things have changed. I, I haven't heard of that again. It's usually just JV and varsity. It's probably too expensive and no, there aren't enough coaches, a lot of stuff. Or, you know? or fields, right? So even fields, yeah, that. field time, all that stuff. So anyways, I got, uh, got up, called up to varsity as a freshman, um, hit 613. That's all. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Can't, can't even hit 700. <laughs> no, what's wrong with me? I went three for four one game and my average dropped. I remember they announced it. Hey. It's like crazy. Yeah. So anyways, little bit false uh you know confidence there thinking how good i was at first um uh, but i was I, I i to be honest i did step it up man i was i remember getting up there and i was just super focused and just like i gotta fit in i gotta i gotta not just fit in but i gotta be like a leader here you know mm -hmm. to, for myself you know and i had like a bit of a chip for no good reason i just thank the lord that you gave me a chip and uh, guys weren't doubting me exactly all you know i mean in yeah. my area i was always one of the better athletes Okay. Um, in the whole area but like I knew I also knew that just I just knew, I knew I wanted to make it you know what I mean and, and actually it's it's crazy before I even kind of like that 12 year old season I remember thinking I want to make it to the pros yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. and already because it was so fun you know and, and just exciting so 
anyways, and not to get into everything there with the high school and all that, but, you know, got through high school, of course, just kept sophomore year, by the way, I hit 308. How do you like that? <laughs> so, like sophomore slump. Yeah, and you went way downhill. I mean, God, now I suck, obviously. <laughs> you know, now I'm not any good. Um, but anyways, um, that being said, the junior it, the, the secret's the, out. Was, now, they're pitch, now they're pitching you differently. They're like, hey. No, no, no. That was just me. No? That was my issues. That was okay. Mine. That was all nothing. Right. Nobody else did anything. That was all me. <laughs> that was all me. Just not putting it together, really. Yeah. Um, you know what happened? And I'm not going to – I shouldn't blame these guys because um, I – whatever they were our coaches new coaches came in um they were teaching some styles of hitting and i was trying you know and it just just wasn't quite working for me they were okay. over emphasizing and i know now being a hitting guy um they're over emphasizing the legs usage and and what happened was i was overusing my legs and um just taking me out of position basically is all it was and and it was jacking me up and i did i just struggled and whatever. I, and I got sick that year. I remember I had mono as a sophomore. Mm -hmm. so things were yeah. happening you know, leading sure. into that season, actually, now that I think of it. So that might have had part of it. Um, but yeah, it was just not not real strong. So anyways, uh, I was also playing basketball, football, basketball and baseball. So then junior year, I decided to just start playing football and baseball. So there's a nice space in between. And then I could train for baseball. And anyways, okay, I did good the next two years, you know, so I was an you know, MVP <laughs> of the league all that stuff got drafted, you know, by the Expos, getting back to that. Uh, in the 27th round, I didn't know. To be honest, there was only one scout that ever showed up, and it was the Expos. <laughs> okay, so that okay. was just it. And that's how yeah. I got drafted, one guy, you know. So uh, it wasn't a ton of people. And that's kind of crazy to think, too, man, is, is is like good as I was doing, one scout, <laughs> like one, you know, mm. and that was it. I, that's what you get. And it wasn't a big pitcher, obviously. I was an outfielder and just, you know, hit six home runs, hit four some, whatever. I did good. Okay. Um, did great, I guess you'd say. But then uh, I went to junior college because I, I went to San Jose City College. And and what happened with the Expos was they called me, you know, I had a meeting with them. They just said, you know, hey, we kind of want you to go to college in your JUCO and go, you know, prove you can do it there type of deal. And I kind of want to do the same just to know yeah. that I could hit real pitching because in high school, you never know what you're going to see, uh, at least back then. And, um, and so anyways, I, I, they didn't even give me an offer. They gave me no money offer or nothing. They just did 27th round. You could, I guess they could have tried to give me something and just sneak, sneak me in, but, uh, they didn't. So went to Juco and I had a really good year. I, I mean, I don't know, you know, how it is now it's so easy to look up stats and things, but man, I was told, and I have no idea if it was true. I think I led supposedly all JUCOs and home runs, <laughs> like as a hitter, uh, nice. which tells me I probably should ask for a little bit more money. <laughs> by right. the yeah. But um, I had 15 home runs in like 40 games or something like that. And I don't know if it was at yeah. that time, what year, you know, whatever. It was really That's good. Solid. Yeah. yeah, it was very solid. And I was and I was leading off, so I was getting a ton of at bats too. So it was just good for me. And so that after that season, uh, right before the next year's draft, so again, getting back to the draft and follow, they, um, they ended up offering me some money and it was, it was good enough, you know, for me at the time, one mm -hmm. of my advisors said, no, nah, you should hold out for more. And I'm like, ah, I just want to go. And, you know, looking back, I probably could have gotten just a bit more, um, if I wanted to, but you know, I got about 30 G's and then, uh, you know, put it away and then took it out and lost it all. <laughs> you know, no, you know, how it is. When you're young. You yeah. Just, yeah, initially put in mutual funds, let it, you know, eventually just kept taking it out. And before yeah. you know, it, it's gone. So we got to get your hats, you know, and like your. Oh, yeah. Just, shoes, oh, you gotta, you gotta be yeah, you got to look know, good. You got to take care of yourself a little bit. Yeah, maybe you take car. Care of yeah. But one of my suggestions <laughs> is 
when you're young, just keep the money in the in the accounts. <laughs> keep yeah. it in the stocks if you want, you know. But yeah. um, but anyways, that that whole process, um, I just knew I was basically playing for in a way for to get paid a little bit. And then I just really, it wasn't about the money. It was about making it to a pro. You know, I wasn't even, the, the, that's why I was so naive about the money. I just didn't really overthink it too much. I was like, I just want to go pro. So I was just ready to go. So, so then I signed. So I signed before the next year's uh, draft, basically. And that was the option. You could you basically, every team that drafted, you could hold on to you pretty much until that next year's draft. And that was it. So if I had gone back in the draft, who knows? You know, I don't know. Nobody knows. <laughs> yeah. You know, Did so. you ever have thoughts of like, hey, I'm doing so well as a junior college player, like 15 bombs that, okay, maybe the next step before that is getting to an, a, major, a big D1 type school. Was oh, there yeah. Thoughts? Yeah. No, nope. No. <laughs> nope. Well, okay. Let me say that right. A little bit. There was um, one of our, our pitching coach, uh, Eric Coleman, his sister, I believe, was a softball player at LSU. You know, so that was a slight in like as in, you know, I think he had talked to them a little bit about some of us that were doing really well there. And then obviously that would have been great. Um, and then the other school that was kind of just random. I don't know how this worked out, but like USC. So uh, yeah. South, uh, South, South California, uh, Southern California, Southern California, yeah. USC out here, okay. uh, South Carolina. But anyways, um, and that was the other team I was kind of like not talking to, but I had a night somebody knew me from there and then they were maybe there was gonna something something might happen but nothing happened and I just really was focused on going pro I didn't really yeah. it, I didn't it didn't sound right to go anywhere else except pro for me because I knew physically I was ready and then I just needed to prove I could hit on the field which I did obviously that year so yeah okay so you start your you have this draft and follow they draft you in 95 they don't offer you anything you go through junior college and the expo still have your rights right and so they yeah. say okay next now you the the rule is you have to sign before the draft of the 96 year right yes yes so they they offer you that money now they don't do that anymore the the draft and follow in fact i it's been gone for quite a while i, <laughs> I was gonna say like, i wonder when that stopped it's probably yeah, I, I mean maybe even like around 2000 i think it's yeah, been pretty quick. quite a while um yeah and you were saying for good reason right and, and what do you uh, just uh, yeah well I don't know I, I guess it just maybe other you know other other teams could take a better look at you and just know hey this guy will be available or you just know earlier that this guy's available and then you get better looks that's all sure and, and like yeah. I said man I hit 15 home runs that year I, I don't you know <laughs> if you think about it you, you're making noise right like right. more and more scouts teams social media was out there at that time that would have been pretty sick because you could have yeah. had all the videos showing all the home runs and, mm -hmm. and the, the stock would have gone up to be honest. I probably would have, and I don't know, man, I just, I don't, I'm not, I wasn't a scout back then. So I don't really, yeah. really know, but I'm just saying I probably, you know, I would have been probably a top 10 round at least you'd think, sure. you know what I mean? Yeah. Or and leading you would have been, Jucos and better. home runs ish. Um, yeah. Anyways, I think that would have worked out pretty good for me, <laughs> you know, but again, it's all worked out great in, in general, you know, and, 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 but just back then maybe, you know, if I had a, I again, I had a, a guy was one of our uh, coaches with um, with the San Jose City, um, Steve Meredith, and he he just suggested, hey, you should hold out for you know a hundo, you know, mm -hmm. uh, a little more money, you know, because you're kind of worth it. And I just, you know, it's cool. I don't really think about it like that anymore. Like, oh, I should have sure. done that. Mad yeah. about it. It's not. It's over. It's not a yeah. big deal now. So. Yeah. So so you start playing in '96, and so it's the first year of what would become what 16 years 
of playing professional baseball. Oh my god! Right, yeah. which is just amazing. There's not too many guys that play that long, um, and they have they grind it out as long as you do, right? Yeah, and, and doing every possible thing to to get to your dream and and get to the big leagues and and so you're in the Expos organization. I was actually just gonna, I was going to pull this up real quick just to kind of give you guys an idea of I'm going to name off all the teams you played for. Oh no! This, this might this might take a few minutes. This is where I start doing it with my hands. I'm like, and I start yeah. losing track. I can't do it. Okay, and I we won't worry about the years, but this is going to be from 1996 to 2011. All right. Okay, and I'll just I'll, this is what it's telling me. So in the Montreal organization from 96 to 2000, you played for two teams: West Palm Beach in Vermont, Jupiter, Cape Fear, Jupiter again, Harrisburg, Jupiter. Louisville. Now you're getting into the Reds organization, right? So Louisville, St. Paul, and then that's independent ball. So that was my first year in independent, independent ball, ball yeah. 2001. Yeah. And then you it looks like you get back to the Reds. Yep. Right now you go to Chattanooga, and then yep. to Stockton, and then to the Reds. So maybe some injuries in there. So, so what happened there was um, I got picked up right at the end of our uh, independent ball season. Again, I had a good year. Got picked up by the Reds right at the end. Went to AAA uh, for a day, actually, and uh, where I met Raul Gonzalez for the first time, who was one of my old friends and, you know, fellow, like, he was in, he got to the big leagues, but man, that guy, I think he has more minor league at bats than I do or something. Like, he's got a ton. <laughs> this guy was crazy. He hit literally yeah. to a 299 as a minor leaguer. I mean, goodness. Okay. That guy's right. so good. Um, but yeah, so I was there only for like a day. Oh, that's what happened. I was there. Um and then they sent me to uh, Stockton because they were in the playoffs. And so I went and helped them. And and then, um, or I w and then, and then I went, what happened? And then I went home and they were going to call me back. And it was during 9 11 happened. And oh, so, yeah. yeah. They, okay. They were about to call me. They said, they were like, hey, be ready to come back to, you know, Louisville or whatever. And, and um, anyways, it just didn't happen, obviously. So, yeah. That, a lot, so, a lot of that stuff happening. It's that. a weird little common things going yeah. on. A lot of things happening at once, right? There. Well, and that's what's interesting, right? There's always there's when you look at like you can see like okay, triple A, double A, single A, and like because there's always <laughs> a story behind what happened, right? There's oh, an injury or a release or something. Um, so everybody's we go Ch Chattanooga, Stockton, Reds, um, Harrisburg, right, and then Syracuse, two thousand four. That's when we played together. Yeah. It's yeah, a triple yeah. A with the Blue Jays. And then you're going Winston Salem, Bowie, or yeah. Bowie, the Bowie, Trenton, yeah, Somerset. Somerset's in the independent That's league. It. Yep. Uh, now in Charlotte, which sounds like now you fell in love with the city. Yeah, we love Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> so we love Charlotte, that. Birmingham, West Tennessee, Trenton, Somerset, Somerset, Camden. <laughs> yeah, finish right? it off in Camden. <laughs> yeah. That's some serious. And then we were laughing, not laughing, but we we're like, I wonder how many at bats I had. So plate appearances, you had over 6,389 plate appearances. Whoa. Oh, darn. 5,355 at bats. There we go. Yeah. And A lot of walks in there at the beginning of my career, too. Yeah. <laughs> <That was> Mr. <laughs> Walk. Walking machine. That was so yeah. good. So no, number one, what that, what that says just to me, like, you had this goal, you had this dream, and you're going to like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get me there. Uh, and I'm I'm going to do this for as long as I can till they tell me, is it kind of like, till they take the jersey off my back, like I'm going Pretty as much. long as I can. What was yeah, your mindset? Well, 
or you can't, you know, uh, provide for your family. <laughs> One of the two, you know. Um, yeah, I was just the mindset was, and I tell people this a lot lately. Um, and I realize it. Um, you know, I was a, I, I was a slow learner a little bit. You know, like in a way of I had so many ways to hit. I didn't know I didn't have the right approach at first. You know, um, that's what I was saying about all the walks. I was too patient. I was way, way, way too patient. I was really good at it. If there was a Hall of Fame for patience and, yeah. and two strike hitting and battling and all that and getting on base, I would have made it. I would have been so, one of the best. Ex explain that a little bit. So when you say you were too patient, like, so what was the hitting approach, would you say? So so what I realized one of my strengths was, and this happened at a young age and then through high school and all that, and I was always cool, cool with it, um, was just I had a good eye, you know, classic oh, you got a good eye. You know, you just don't swing at a lot of bad pitches. And I was that guy. And yeah. so I, I prided myself on it. And I really just kind of eventually started overusing that strength and ability uh, with my eye and, and not being, you know, swinging at some crap, I'd say, you know, or some bowl, mm -hmm. whatever, swinging at the pitcher's pitch or whatever, you know. Sure. And and um, and it, what it did, unfortunately, um, did get me on base. Now, I'm not going to it did get me on base and it made me a good two strike hitter because I wasn't afraid to take a strike so that there was some quality things that came out of it. But the the issue with what it was is my timing was off and I couldn't be on time for fastballs typically because I was waiting around too long. That's why I was a good such a good off speed hitter because as soon as you know, it was I was always kind of set up to read it long anyway. So the off speed didn't fool me or nothing. So that was why part of the reason I hit off speed so good. But anyways, it just I realized it really it slowed me down, made me decide too much. And, and, and you know how it is. There's not enough time to think like that. You have to get moving. You have to commit to the pitch is what I say now. I don't care about balls and strikes. I'm very, it's very ironic, but it, um, I'm almost exact opposite the way I used to be as a hitter, a hitter. I teach differently now. You know, I teach to stay ready early, first pitch on, you know what I mean? Let's not mess around. You need to take a pitch for time and do it. Okay, I'm not against, right. like, I, I have some yeah. parts of my, I get your skill, you know, you want to just get a feel for it, fine, take a pitch. But then after that, it's go time. There is no more let up. There's no more, like we have, we can't let that pitcher get away with nothing, you know? And it turns out after I, and you can look through my stats like you are right there, the year that I really figured it out, you can see because I hit 26 home runs, <laughs> I hit 33, 332, um, led the minor leagues in runs scored and didn't even play a month of the season because I got released that spring by the Yankees. Um, these yeah. guys. <laughs> and, yeah. then, um, and that's the year I went to Winston-Salem. So anyways, I went off that year. It was single A. Okay, I get it. It wasn't the highest level, but I still, it wasn't about that. I could have done that at the pro level. I mean, the big league level or triple A or didn't matter because of the, it was my mindset. Physically, I was ready to go. Everything was good. And I just told myself that year because I was so tired of getting released. And I was just like, this is, I got to do something different. This is not working. And so I had to, I was like, let's do something different. I'm like, I'm going to be ready to hit from the first pitch to the last. And I'm going to be aggressive. I was always aggressive swinging. You know, I always like to take a good hack, but I was so late. A lot of times I would shoot balls the other way, get away with it occasionally. And yeah. now not always. So I ended up that that season kind of opened my eyes to like, oh, this is the way to hit. But unfortunately, I was in my prime and, and I was in single A. So then next year, I had to go back to double A again. And so mm -hmm. it was just one of those those cycles. You know, I couldn't ever get it consistent. And, and that was what my main issue was there, you know, for a while. I just couldn't I didn't get it at first. You know, I had too many ways to hit. And that style just I don't I'm not down with that anymore. And it turned out I ended up walking a ton that season because I was so dangerous. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I was more aggressive. I still had a good eye. And then everything came together for me, you know, mm -hmm. 
And I just, and it's not just because, oh, that's the way I hit. So everybody else should hit that way. No, but it's the mindset. It wasn't the, it was just the mindset and, and the ability to be ready to hit. And you know how it is, is the, those pitchers, they're trying to throw over the plate early, you know, let's get them. Let's get them. Yeah. They what sometimes just flip that curveball or some weak pitch and they're just like, hey, let's just see if we can get away with this. Don't let them get away with it. You know, so that's more my mentality now as a hitting coach. And um, it's better. It's just yeah. better. Yeah. So, and you've, so you've transitioned of 16 years of pro ball to, to, are you doing hitting full time now? With yeah. Your... Yep. Yeah. That's yeah. all I do. I mean, I can mix in some basic defense and, and other things. I'm very qualified to do everything I, I need mm-hmm. to do. I can do some pitching and catching, but I have other people around here that I send my clients to even just yeah. to get advanced. I'm not, you know, I don't want to, I could do it. <laughs> I could totally do it. I just like to focus on the hitting now. Uh, that's my niche, no doubt. And, um, you know, eventually I'd like to expand it into back into pro ball eventually, you know, yeah. because I got, I'm telling you, bro, I got this eye now. I can see it all. <laughs> I can see yeah. it all. So it's great. And I want to use it to, you know, for the highest levels eventually. But for now, I'm just, I'm focusing on the youth around here. And, um, yeah. and just, uh, you know, I feel good about that. I really enjoy that. It's it's fun to just see the the smiles and the, you know, they're like, when they start getting, I'm telling you, man, every I'd say about every lesson I've had in the last almost like five, six, 10 months, um, they're getting it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Quickly within the first 15 to 20 minutes, I'm getting them to at least get it together for one swing and then they get a routine. And I'm telling you, it's really cool. So it's just, yeah. it's pretty exciting for me for what I'm doing. Yeah. Let, let's dive into real quick our, our season together in Syracuse, you know, where we met. And then we're going to dive more into the hitting parts of what you're, you're doing with the kids and, um so 2004 we now correct me if i'm wrong were you with the blue jays in spring in spring training with us uh yes so i was yeah so we were yeah. in big league camp so i was in big league camp there yeah okay right? so i um, i was always in the training room so <laughs> I okay. oh, oh you were the reason i was getting so many at bats probably there you go there you yeah go. yeah oh yeah um, yeah. But yeah, so like looking back right on that year, and I, like I said, that was it was a very miserable year for me. Um, I was not in a good frame of mind. Uh, I had come from um, where was I? I was with the Dodgers the year before. Um, had a really good year in AAA. Still, I'm like recovering from my shoulder labrum surgery. Um, just really struggling to just be able to throw every day. It was kind of crappy. It just didn't feel yeah. good. Yeah. Um, but hit well enough to get up to and down with the Dodgers, you know, throughout that year, um, become a free agent, you know, so the, the Dodgers didn't want to resign me. So they let me go sign with the blue Jays um, thinking like, okay, yeah, I might get a shot with a, an AL team. I've never, I know they're in the, Oh, what's the international league, right? The, Oh yeah. And triple A is what they call rough, that. I spent, I spent so much time in, in the PCL. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That was your spot. So it was a whole new, you know, interesting scenario for me in it's all East coast. Right. And then, Sy- and then Syracuse on top of that. Syracuse. Yeah. So I remember, so we were in big league camp. We break, we, we make the Syracuse team. Right. Kind of, kind of an interesting thing. Um, I think it's because I maybe played so well in Vegas, but if you kind of remember the scenario, we had a um, kind of remembering that we had so Vernon Wells, Jason Worth, um, uh, who were the other outfielders there? Um, Kelly, uh, Frank. No, oh, man, I'm sorry. 
I should have looked it up prior too, but I know, I know, I know. Yeah. But um, but the the outfit was pretty solidified. Like it was yeah, yeah. There were some dudes out there, right? Yeah. And you know, Vernon Wells leading the way. Um, uh Reed Johnson was there. Reed Johnson. Johnson like the one of the fast you could hit a little bit. Yeah, back. like like epitome um, of a fourth, fifth outfielder can yeah. And then there's a lefty guy, I'm forgetting his name, longer um Italian name, but anyways, he he was a good hitter, just kind of smoked yeah. the ball around lefty, good hitter. Yeah. So um, like but then they to... also got all those guys got hurt at one point too during the season. I remember. Yeah. Is when I was hurt too. And you might have been hurt too, or maybe that's when you got <laughs> but everything yeah. is happening a lot. And we're anyways a lot lots going on, just like in every you know, spring training and um and I was playing okay. I think I got some few a few at bats in there, but I knew like playing center field, I could always, you know, we always play the outfield well. And um, but I remember if you remember Simon Pond, oh, right? Yes. Simon okay. Pond, Canadian. Talk about him sometimes too. That um I never heard of him before going into the Blue Jays thing, and this dude just went off in spring. No, remember that? And I don't I, I don't know how many home runs he hit, but let's say like five or six dude. in a matter of like two weeks or something. Yep. And now everyone's talking about like, dude, this guy might make the big league team yep. out of spring training. Yep. And he did. He did. Right? Yep. And so, and we were kind of getting toward the end of big league camp, like the season's getting down to it. Um, and I'm, oh, Frank Catalanato. That's it. I said, I said it right. I was saying, I said Frank and I was like, yeah, that was it. Yep. So we, and I didn't know Frank well at all, but just, just from playing against him a little bit in spring training and stuff. And, but I don't know if you remember this. So Jason Worth is still there and he gets traded. He gets traded to the Dodgers. Oh yeah. And that's when Jason Worth, because Jason hadn't really solidified himself in the big leagues yet. This is before the Dodgers. This is before right. Philly. Yeah. And so he gets traded to the Dodgers the nationals too and what i remember is frank Canelano comes up to me he goes hey dude i think i think they're trading worth and he goes i think you're gonna make this team and i'm like no shit <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like because i'm not playing like super great yeah uh, but i think they know like i could play off three outfield spots and in my mind i'm also thinking like you have history i have a little bit of history but also like i'm like let's say 50% of the player I was, cause I, I, I can only throw so much, you know, and it's, yeah. it's a, it's an issue. Um, so I'm kind of like faking my way through it in a way, <laughs> in a way. Yeah. Uh, but like knowing that, so they, he was expendable cause they, I, I think they thought that I was going to be maybe that fourth outfielder um, maybe chilling with Reed Johnson, you know, and spelling guys and stuff. So, so that happens, they trade him, but Simon Pond plays so well that he makes that team. Oh, that was did he, oh. Yeah, so he, wow. he he might have even been the 25th guy, right? Oh yeah. He, no, he, he was, was the last guy cuz yeah. he wasn't he, supposed to make the team. Yeah, it was it was a surprise. He's Canadian, so it was kind yeah. of a big deal right at yeah, that yeah. time. And so I'm like, cool. You know, so so we all now go down to minor league camp. There's might maybe a, just a couple of days left, I think. Yeah. Um so now we're pretty much on the Syracuse roster um and now we're going to Syracuse. You know, and so um, freezing cold, right? I think there's there snow, snow on the ground when we, snow when we got there. And I'm not used to that by any means. You know, right. I, was, I was like, okay, what, what's going on here? <laughs> what did we sign up for? Yeah. And so kind of a little bit of a story behind all this. So um, we're on the team, season starts. 
I think I, I think I hit two home runs in the first two games. Like I'm, I'm like four for seven with two bombs. Mm. Um, and talking about swing changes. Okay. So the, the year prior to that, I'm in Vegas and I'm on like one of the hottest streaks I've ever had. And I'm like approach wise. I'm like, I got out of my head. I'm like, dude, just see the ball, get in your stance, look fastball, hit it through the right center. Right. Like every time that's all I'm thinking. I'm like, Simplify. Just, just simplify and and trust, right? So I'm like, mm-hmm. sweet. So I'm literally hitting like like 380 in two months in Vegas, like just Ooh. going off, right? But I'm a lot doing a lot of DHing, occasional in the outfield. Uh, but I'm I'm feeling it. Like I'm, you know, guys are like, why are you still here? I'm like, well, I'm playing with the Dodgers. You know, I'm like, yeah, look at that outfield. There's no yeah. room. Um, and so. I took that approach, which sometimes, you know, when you're going well, you kind of like, and, and when you're not going, you get a little jumpy, like you're kind of getting out there quickly, or as we do sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, if I remember the name, so Merv Retman, right? So he's, he's like one of the roving big league guys that, with the Blue Jays. And he gets a hold of me in spring training because I was, I was, I took that same approach to the Blue Jays that spring and I had some success. But also, like, I still struggle with breaking balls, right? I'm getting a little jumpy out there. I'll, I'll smash your fastball for the most part. Um, but you flip something out there, I'm going to struggle with it. Yeah. And so I think Merv Redman. You knew had, that, by the way, right? You felt that? as Yeah, that oh, of course. Yeah. And I, but I didn't like, nobody really was like, okay, th- this is what you need to do to fix that. That's crazy. You say that too. That's what I want to, that's what I want to start doing a little more too. You're yeah. in, tri- you're in triple a man at this point, you know, with, and with that's big be- time already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, and I, and Pete, and we all went through stuff like that. We were like at the level with the highest, our highest level, whatever, almost. And we're still trying to figure it out. You know, okay. we still need yeah. help. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's why I tell the kids a lot too. I'm like, dude, there's time. That's why big leaguers need help. They need yeah. help. <laughs> yeah. Know, and I think I was, through. I want to say 24, 25 at this yeah. point. So I, yeah, I've gone so through the Pirates good. organization. I've yeah. already got weight, you know, weighed by them. I have big league time with them now with the Dodgers and, and the Cubs. So I played for three teams already in the big leagues. Yeah. And now I'm with the Blue Jays, my fourth team, still trying to figure it out. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Murray Redman gets a hold of me and he's like, hey, like, I know you're kind of struggling a little bit with and I'm paraphrasing like what the conversation might have looked like. So I think he might have had a hand in helping Jeff Bagwell back in the day. Okay. So Jeff Bagwell, if you remember, had a very unique thing where when he used to the Red Sox, right? He got he was jumpy, would get out front. And so I think Merv Redman said, and I don't know if it's Merv or not, but and or maybe he was just saying, Hey, let's just do what Jeff Bagwell does. All right. uh, But get a little bit wider. And I want you to try instead of because when I want you to step back to where your stride would be. Yeah. And then we're going to rotate. And then just rotate. Yeah. Just rotate. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, okay. I, I and I'm I'm like, dude, I got to try like you. I got to try yeah, for sure. New. Like, so what else can help me get? I can hit in AAA. Great. But I'm not showing I can hit in the big leagues. Right. So what what's the missing piece? You know, so right. I'm like willing to try it. So. I I'm stepping back, rotating. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm not going forward. Cool. Um, so I utilize that the last week of spring training, right? And then I take that into Syracuse 
And I, I, I don't know if it's just because I can hit a little bit, but I hit two home runs. Yeah, right? Right. it worked. In the first two <laughs> games. Good. Yeah. But it also is like, because I'm you're used to taking your stride and turning. Now I'm going backwards and turning. It's different. <laughs> it's different. Oh, yeah. It's different, right? Was, uh, different. So long story short, that lasted for maybe two weeks, like that whole approach. And afterwards, I'm like, I just <laughs> it felt terrible, right? Feel right. It felt so know? odd. It's, it's, it's not natural, by the way. Just, yes, because you know, that's, that's it's, why it's odd. And what you know, I felt like a fastball felt okay because I'm just staying there. But when the ball started to move away from you like a slider, I feel like you can't reach it. Yeah, you can't. Spinning out of it. I'm like, yep. Okay, so if that's all true, like, why is a big league coach telling me to do this? <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? and so exactly. It, it's just very, very confusing, right? It's very confusing. Um, told me many of things, by the way, like I told you about the things I've been told and anyways, that's the same stuff. So he was just trying to, you know, I think that you just throw something out in the wall and like, Hey, 100%. And so that's why we always label the baseball as the game of adjustments. Right. And so you try that thing, you try this thing. I'm going to try the Jeff Bagwell. Right. Um, one of my really close friends, like a coach made him like, I want you to hit like Tony Batista. With you, I want you to be wide open, and then I want you to step in here. And if you don't do it, you're going to go down to AAA. It's wild, right? It's so big league guy telling, telling you guys. So that that's really irks me a little bit. You know, and I get a little fired up over it too. Me too. Uh, bro. So what I've kind of come to a conclusion with a little bit, and I don't even know if this is right. Like we're all trying to figure it out, right? I don't think any coach has any will intent on making somebody worse. Right. It's just the coach sees, I see something with my eyes. Okay. Your body's doing this. You're maybe you're not creating space, whatever it is. I think I might have the solution for you. Let's try it out. Right. And that's what trying, trying out or making adjustments is. So what's been your experiences with that? Um, I, well, I'll tell you what I've, I've, come a long way from what I knew even as a pro you know uh, what I knew about hitting and thought was important about hitting um as I've continued to just pile on these hours like you're talking about all those years and <laughs> at bats oh my gosh the hours I've been watching swings whoo just crazy now like I just yeah. watch so many swings so you know I've just learned what's uh what's important and what is not you know what you're talking about with that uh, that style of the the back step or classic like no stride. Like, yeah. I've no strided before, and I actually had success as well. Um, I I ripped. I actually finished one of my seasons, um, my second to last season, I think, playing. Yeah, I was with uh, uh, I was with um, the independent leagues. And anyways, I I started doing it the last month or two months, and man, I roped. I was just going great because I I don't know it worked out. But what happened is. Um, I know that that's not an ideal way to probably hit because of the lack of energy. And like yeah. you were saying about your back step and then you were spinning and this is the problem. As soon right. as you spin that shoulder goes and everything and that ball's away and you're not in position anymore, you're done. So I've really learned, um, you know, stuff like that. I prefer a bit of a stride. Uh, you don't have to do it. Like we just said, you hit home runs without stride and so have I. So, and mm-hmm. I know we can do it. But I, I think it's more natural to take a bit of a step, not huge or nothing. And everybody's a little different with that. So you can do what you want. But I like the the energy moving better. And, and then so my big thing, um, 
my th- my most important things now that I've realized that I talk about from a hitting standpoint are uh, it's timing. <laughs> Timing's got to be number one, right? Uh, positioning, all right, and the way you go and the direction you move right mm-hmm. at the beginning, you know, basically, and then your ability to actually get to and through the ball. You know, yeah. um, the form of staying down, I always like to say, you know, stay on time, stay aggressive, stay down. That stay down part is adding the length and stretch through the, through the swing or whatever, through the ball. Um, a lot of other stuff, uh, most other stuff doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if you want we to simplify like nothing else, that. not, you know, yeah, a situation, um, we can, you know, there's situational hitting now. I'm not saying, hey, runs on second, you want to move them over. Okay, there's certain things you do need to do to hit it the right side or left yeah. pull it or something if you want to do that or infield's back you're just going to take this ribby and take this ground ball that's short and second do it you know um but in a general sense um it's just a routine that we can continue to to do and then we don't also the mental side of it we don't overthink the (laughs) this is totally different from what i used to do but don't overthink the balls and strikes you know you don't overthink is this a strike is this a ball oh my gosh it's not important come for me trust me please (laughs) yeah not that important actually it turns out Um, if it was, again, I would have been a Hall of Famer and re- whatever. Um, it's not that important. It's actually way, way, way more important to just be on time for the pitch. Okay. The pitch has got to be thrown through this amount of space, basically, technically, you know, the, yeah. the, over the plate. And if we set ourselves up in position and we're on time, um, we have a chance to rip, you know, and then, and then the mentality just has to be, I'm ready to go from the first pitch on. Um, I'm not going to let this ball, uh, get too deep. You'd say, you know, I don't like to, even, I don't talk about that stuff. Like get, yeah. let the ball travel, let the ball get deep. I don't use those words. Um, uh, not unless I'm slightly mocking it now because, um, it's very confusing. I know you were told that and we've all said it before too. I used to say it as a younger coach and I just stopped because I'm like, they don't kids hitters period. Don't know how far you mean. It could mean, yeah. in the, are you talking about over the play? Are you talking about behind the play? Are you talking about front? Is this deep? Is this deep? You know? And so I stopped saying that. And it's a very confusing thing. So instead I say, let's get our hands out in front. <laughs> let's get our hands out on time. You know, okay. that's, let's do that and see what comes out of it. And a lot of times I've learned that, man, when we start getting that started, um, our instincts are what really get us to the ball anyway. So we don't have right. to think about that, which is awesome. Um, so we just need to get started. And then our instincts are instantly uh, enhanced and they get us to the ball the best they can. They will always do that. They will always do it the best they can. If we don't get started. That's why those swings that I was back up. Like the ball's on us and we're doing this. We're like, oh, you know, and it's like, well, your instincts were trying to get to it, but you never got there, you know? Right. So that was it. It's basically from here to here. And if you only get halfway and start trying to get your barrel there, you're going to jam yourself and ain't going to work out. So your ultimate goal is really to get started, get your hands out and then, and then let's roll, you know, and just, and then of course you might miss that ball. So you have to deal with that and just kind of move on. You can't even let it affect you. You know, no swings and misses matter until two strikes. You know, in my opinion, I don't, you, we don't get any yeah. points for swinging and hitting the ball one time. You know what I mean? We we get points for hitting it hard somewhere and, and it goes where it goes. So I don't, I don't, of course, the young, the youth have issues with the swings and misses and like, oh, I messed up or they got me. Or you take a pitch and you're like, oh, he threw one by me. And they're like, well, dude, <laughs> get used then to it. Man. Then they're done, right? Yeah, they're yeah. It's just part, it's part of the deal. So anyways, yeah. I just really am focused on what's important now. And I tell the people all the time, I just. Um, whenever they're coming and there's something mechanical going on, sometimes it's just a natural thing they do. And sometimes they were told to do that. And then I have to be clear and like, Hey, I'm sorry, but they're, they were trying to help, but they just told you the wrong thing. You well, know? What's was, the biggest, what's the biggest maybe correction you find with when kids come in and see you, you're like, Oh, wow. Like I'm seeing this um, more and more. Well, from a first part timing <laughs> again, that nobody, 
it's hard to explain timing and how to get that going. So uh, that's one of them. But um, definitely from a mechanical standpoint, just the over rotation of the backside, just over rotating, you know, just everything kind of, you know, knee wise, you know, leading, turning to spin, spinning early and then it disconnects this typically and then you're done. You haven't, you know, and my big thing is just trying to keep it all tight, you know, keep it all tight early. I'm, I'm real big on not overusing uh, your legs, you know, when you swing just because you need to use your legs to get in position to hit, but you don't need to overuse your legs to swing. And that's what I was saying about in high school when I used to overuse my legs that first that set, first year, second year. Um, yeah, second year. And I was really taking myself out of position. So now I actually teach you underuse your legs in a way to keep yourself in position and then let your core, you know, and your big, strong upper body and strong hands uh, do the rest of the work, which is plenty. You know, we don't, I just uh, learned it turns out you don't need to use your legs a ton in the swing. You know, so it's just a, it's that, just kind of a it's a step rotation. You're kind of like we talk yeah. about like the front heel drops, right? The front heel drops, then the backside follows through. It's like boom. It's kind of like yep. together. Yeah, and then yeah. and I also like just using the word sinking. You know, I like to say we're we're trying to sink in towards the plate. You know, because yeah. there not there in reality the guy's got to throw it over the plate. You know, if he doesn't, mm -hmm. he's got somebody else has got to come in to do it. So he's got to throw it over that plate. So. My big thing, again, is sinking the right direction so we get ourselves in position. And then from there, we can turn on the jets and let it rip. You know, yeah. one of my tricks is just keeping that chin down towards the end. You know what I mean? That's my form of keeping your head down. But it yeah, works for me. perfect. And, um, and then and then you pretty much just stay there. Stay there a little longer than you think, and it's over. You know what I mean? But by the time you've gotten through the swing, um, I'm also really big. And this throws people off all the time, especially when I and when I, like, post about it. But like, I'm okay if they lose some balance towards the end. You're going to lose balance, bro. Watch, mm -hmm. go watch any major league hitter that can hit worth anything through this. Not everybody. Uh, John Carlos Stanton, he doesn't lose balance. But he has a rotational swing. It's different. And he's huge. And it's different. Um, yeah. But, you know, the classic guys, even just like just a classic Mike Trout, any guy that's hitting through and staying down, they're going to lose your balance towards the end. You got to go to first base anyway. So it's not a big deal as a righty. Yeah. And then as a lefty, you just got to stay through, you know, and, 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 and if you do it properly, you're going to lose a little balance. You're going to get pulled down. That's why sometimes you'll see kids like go down to the ground or go down to a knee or you see like classic Adrian Beltre when he used to hit, you know, and he'd hit yeah. those bombs and he'd be ripping and going down to his knee. That's just your physics pulling him down and he's letting it take him. And then he's knowing that you can just rip from there. So it's not a big deal. And, and we're good, you know, so it's a matter, yeah. I just don't play that, uh, take your swing and be balanced and pose anymore. Like I, I used to say that when I used to coach up in, in Syracuse and I was wrong. <laughs> I told, if I could tell all those kids now. It's, like, just, hey, it's overrated. Bad. It's just a little overrated to it's, hold it's, that balance. It's, it's completely wrong at the very end of the swing. You know, at the very, very end of the swing, in my opinion, it's, it's not necessary. Yeah. Um, there's always, there should be a little bit of pull down. And if there's not, then that means your energy pulled up at the wrong time, even mm. in a little bit. And not saying you can't rip a ball. Again, John yeah. Carlos said, but he's super jacked <laughs> and it's different. But yes, um, if you pull your energy up and you end up finishing, you know, take your swing and everything's just standing here at the end, something went wrong because um, physics don't do that. When you stay down and through and extend with your arms and you keep your lean, I don't know anybody that can keep your, their balance. Through yeah. That. You know what I mean? So that's kind of the deal. And like so I'm just, just like, well, you just said something like with kids, I think keeping your lean, like, yeah. so that, that little tilt, like yeah, tilt, over, yeah. kind of over the plate a little yeah. bit, as opposed to cutting across and almost totally. finish. If I'm a right-handed hitter, then yeah. my right shoulder is like above. Yeah. Like replacing the right? shoulder with the shoulder. Yeah. Not like, it's it's not like real pitch, rotational you know? instead yeah, of yeah. kind of the angle. Right. Yeah. Uh, what's just... your thoughts on, um, 
because you, you do you do some stuff online and you put some good content out there. There's right. obviously a lot of hitting guys out there. It seems to me like not you, but a lot of these new wave hitting guys, if you will, it's all about getting behind, starting your your swing behind you, right? The plane behind you, like to get it deep back here because mm-hmm. they, they want that, that path to come behind you and all the way through. Do you believe in that? Or are you kind of like just like the bat pass more like this way, kind of middle of the body out front, and that's the bat path? Or do you think it starts way back here? Right. Um, is it okay if I grab my bat? Grab it, man. Let's go. <laughs> Use my Mookie Betts signed bat real quick. Perfect. <laughs> oh, Mookie was cool. Mookie was my first guy to make it to the big league. Not my first guy. He was going to make it without me. <laughs> okay. But um, he's pretty great. Um, yeah. So that whole thing, let me back up just a tad yeah. here. The whole thing here, you know, on the backside, I'm I'm pretty good with the everything kind of working in here tight, similar to what you're saying. Yeah. Like the movie, man, I'm like, yeah, that, that looks right. Um, you know, the barrel's gonna stay up a little bit. If it drops too much, like say this, that's not gonna kill you. This might you never know. And then this might not be so good, you know, as long as it drops early, early, early. And look, right. it depends a bit on the pitch, where the location and all that, your timing, no doubt, it's gotta number be number one. Um, but the first move of every swing, that's always my big thing. It's like the hitter slot or whatever they call it there, but that's my big thing. Kind of coming so, off okay. your back shoulder. Yeah, there. yeah. And it's right. just pretty much coming off. You know, and, every, and everything moving initially, the elbow is going to be the most dramatic thing from starting up, uh, you know, to coming in and keeping it tight. And then the next main thing are continuing the hands out. That's my big thing is getting these things out on time. Because mm-hmm. everything else, I don't have the room in here, but you know, everything else, you know, now the barrel can just do its thing and release. And then yeah. as long as you can release and extend, we got it, you know. So on your, when you're, we're showing your elbows, like I call it the, the box, right? Like that kind right. of box here. Are you at all thinking, get my elbow up? to get my backside down or oh, are you I'm not, just think, thinking I'm not hands. thinking that I'm not thinking yeah. it. Um, it may happen now okay but just naturally but it, of course if it starts going too far it gets a bit yeah. ridiculous but you know, you're but just yeah, you're like, kind of just slotting it like yeah, it's just yeah I'm just trying to get into a slot and I think yeah. you know everybody's got a little we're all different bodies so there's a little yeah. different move, like similar moves but just maybe a little different angle again this compared to this oh my gosh is there a big difference no not really and, and mm-hmm. it's a matter of just getting that process started and finding your way to get to the ball too yeah. after that so as yeah. long as there's a relatively consistent progression to the zone and then eventually again your hand-eye coordination and your instincts take you to the ball the best they can. So we don't yeah. even control that, you know, like our conscious part of our mind. So it's pretty cool. But if we get started though the right way, again, now we have a chance, especially mm-hmm. if it was a high ball, it could easily just, you know, easily just stay on playing and get to the high <laughs> ball. Um, or if it's low, it's a lot easier from there to go down as you start progressing. But again, your instincts do that anyway. So you don't, have, you don't even really have to think about it too yeah. much. Do yeah. you have kids that you have a, a kid that come, and it might be, he's been told to swing down and it's too choppy right kind of down and just stays down yeah. through it i don't i don't see a lot of that to be honest it's usually yeah. the other way around it's usually the the barrel dumping uh, you know yeah. just everything drops early and then you're just kind of done and yeah. um well so I, I, and look i i see i've seen that you know um that video or that saying with josh johnson you know he said is you know if your coaches tell you to get on top of the ball I'll tell them no or whatever and i'm i'm cool with that i get i get what he was saying about that um but but I, it's actually, I actually do tell them to try to get on top. It's but you're still on top of the ball. 
still want to get on top you're, of the ball, bro. You're still, whether you say like, because even the even in that video, the positioning he's doing, his hands are still above the ball. I know, dude. The I know. Still there. I know. Right? And it's more about the result. Like, don't be afraid if the ball goes in the air. Yeah, but don't. This is what I would say. Do not try to lift it up there, though. You don't. Right. You do not need to do that. You need to get to it. You need to touch that ball. Typically, you need to get yeah. to that thing and then let the natural progression of that path to take over. And and mm -hmm. everybody's got a little bit like you. I remember when you were you were talking about, and this is one of our conversations. I remember uh, literally in the cages as we're hurt and not playing or something's yeah. happening. You were talking about how you were just we were just working backspin. Remember, I don't know if yep. you remember this, man. I swear I remember this exact moment, but we were just like, let's, let's just try to get some backspin today. You know, we we're just talking, we we're just sinking, and sure enough, we we're working down, boom, and that ball was going boom, and it's just taking off, you know, lining and then draw it being driven as well. And like, dude, that's the way that's the way I know how to hit a ball. I mean, yeah. it, it, you get too much angle, that thing it's hard not to top spin. That's all, and you hit it yeah. up and it goes down. <laughs> so it's like a curveball, you yeah. And really, like it's just it's just trying to get through it, right? Yeah, initial yeah. move though. I think the initial, and I think it's healthy to think initially down in your mind. And what it can't go wrong too bad because it will flatten out. Everybody's just about everybody's swing, I'd say it starts to flatten out or even gets a little uphill, and that's cool. Yeah. But we need to start it. We need to try yeah. to keep this tight and have the composure at the beginning. Yeah. That's all we, when your hands it, are clear, you might miss it bad. Your hands are already above the ball. Right, right. right. So oh yeah. If I just went straight to it, like there, my hands are gonna go down because yeah. my back, my back's coming down. So yeah. it's like yeah. I think it's just how you interpret it, right? And yeah. Well, hey, that being said, too, um, I also don't, and I do this even on a tee. I go, I'll, I'll kind of get my way up here, you mm. know. But then when I see myself in a game, I'm just down. I'm down. I'm actually right here, and yeah. this is a healthy spot. I don't need to. If I needed to level and just keep on playing, I could handle most pitches up and right. then anything down from there. But a lot of it doesn't need to be like, and I used to think that I need to get my hands up to get above this ball. And it's actually, nah, it didn't yeah. matter. Cause it's, you're still above it there. Too. Started yeah. and keep my playing. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, that's it. No, it's fascinating. It's fun to talk about, you know, and it's yeah. fun, like you said, you're working with kids and I'm going to finish my story real quick. Um, yeah. Cause as I was talking about the whole Jeff Bagwell stepping back and I was definitely using more of my, the bigger muscles, and yeah. I started to notice my back was starting to like, man, I'm really feeling this in my back. My oh, low back. yeah. Kind of so maybe I'm torquing more and I don't I don't know what. Um, but we're in the like a week into the season, I get called up to the Blue Jays, right? Simon Pond comes down from AAA. So I don't oh. he he might have maybe had two or three at bats. So didn't even really play. Yeah. So I whatever that roster move was. So now I, I go up. Um now I my my mindset, which is, I guess, a good mindset, but also was kind of crazy. Like the couple times I got called up from AAA to the big leagues, I'm thinking, oh, this is it. Like I'm going up there to stay. Like, yeah, I, right. I have no idea. Like they're thinking, oh, we're going to bring Chad up and he'll be here for two weeks while that guy's hurt. And then we're going to just bring him down. So so what, what do we do? My wife, you know, my wife and kids, they're they're gonna be in Syracuse with me. So we're moving to Toronto. We're mm -hmm. going north, right? Yeah, we're going so north. We, we go stay in the Sky Dome for a couple of days. Um that's pretty cool. Huh? We go get a, a a place to stay, you know, and like, hey, we're gonna be in Toronto, you know, the rest of the year. So you kind of have that mindset, which is good, right? But then you're like, Oh, I you kind of get into what's happening, what's going on. Um it's like, oh, I'm just, I'm, I'm an extra guy. Like I'm the fourth, fifth outfielder. So you kind of, 
unless they specifically tell you that role, which they don't, at least in this case. Yeah. Um, so you're just there, you're doing your thing, you're, 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 but you're in the big leagues, right? So you wear whatever, even if you're not playing. Yeah. Um, so my back is kind of hurting and I'm going from Syracuse to t- Toronto. So it's still cold. Right. And so I'm like, man, I, I'm, I, and I'm trying to do my best to stay out of the treatment room. Cause I've, I've just lived in there for my, for my whole, I'll be known for being in there. All my the whole time. shoulder you know the issues. Yeah. Right. And I had a foot issue. I actually, that winter I had, um, I had a screw and a pin put into my big toe because of, because oh, wow. oh, rotating a billion times on my back foot. Right. So my, wow. my my big toe is worn out. It's done. So um, surgery on that. So I'm, now I'm I'm dealing with shoulder and foot, right? Except like my whole right side is jacked, <laughs> but it's my left side of my back that's really bothering me. So I'm oh like, all right, I'm, I need to go get treatment on it. Get it. I need to get it warmed up. Um, the team chiropractor, team doctor comes in and he he kind of works with Carlos Delgado and different guys and kind of like a personal guy. And the trainer's like, hey, you need to get with him. He he can work on your back a little bit, get you lined up. So he gets on the table. Um, I'm lying on my back. So he's on top of me, puts my leg over, right? He's just going to crack my back, just get me loosened up. And he's like, hey, breathe. And like, so my shoulder's here. Yeah, I know and that one. All of a sudden we hear it. And, and wasn't like a, immediate pain or anything, but we looked at each other. And I'm like, and he goes, did, I go, did you hear that? He goes, yeah. He's like, you okay? I'm like, yeah, I think so. So I, I don't really think anything of it. I get up off the table and then I just kind of walking around. It, this is before BP. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, my side is really kind of bugging me. Right. And I'm like, so I just go out, take BP, doing my thing. And, I was, and I'm like, this is hurting this swing. Long story short, cracked my rib. <laughs> Oh my god! So I have a a broken rib. What the heck, dude? And I'm trying to like, and I'm just thinking like, well, my back is still like sore. Now my side sore. Oh my god! It hurts to swing, right? Yeah. And so this, I I can't remember the exact days. I was only in Toronto for like ten days, um, in like day four or five or something. And so I'm going to treatment over the next few days, not knowing my rib is cracked. I'm like my back is just, it's not getting better. Right. Oh my gosh. And so then I get sent down. They're like, Hey, we're going to send you down. I, I I think I got two or three at bats too. I didn't really play. Um, but I'm also in pain and hurting. And, yeah. and I, I tell the trainer, I like, Hey, I go, something's wrong. Like, I, I don't know what it is, but I, some like ever since the chiropractor popped my back and he's like, well, he, he's like, I wonder if you have a cracked rib. Oh, and I said that. Well, it's it was it, this the story is in my mind a little bit i can't remember the exact yeah. words but he's like when you get back to syracuse contact woody and and he'll set you up you get, go get an mri you know in, in syracuse i'm like okay cool so woody gets that all set up and sure enough i have a cracked rib um and i'm like okay well like cracked ribs like you can't there's nothing you can do about that you have to just let it heal right he's like yeah man it's it's gonna be like 30 to 45 days before you can oh man because it has to, the has to the whole, that whole process. I'm like, okay. So I think Bracken's pregnant with one of our, I think our third child. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I don't want to sit here in this freezing cold place. <laughs> <laughs> don't blame you. <laughs> so, so I went home. 
Um, yeah. I went home to Vegas and to be with Bracken because she's pregnant. I'm like, well, I'm hurt. Um, so that was kind of like a part of that whole 2004 experience where I'm like, man, this is going to be an interesting year, you know, full Crazy. of some adversity. And that uh, was at the beginning then, right? That was way at the beginning. Yeah. Oh, so man. I I was so sort of Syracuse was like, I don't know, 10 days too. Then I get called up 10 days at Toronto and then I come right back down. Um, gone for a month and I come back. And so now I'm trying to like just restart everything again. And and you're, you know, that's kind of when we started hanging out the most, I think. And yeah, kind of, I was hurt because <laughs> when, you yeah, back, so we were, hurt. we were kind of dwelling in our misery together, I think, um, which is fine, but it, it taught me some things too. Like, yeah, me too. How to work through some stuff. And, um, yeah. you, you taught, know, well, I think I told you, it taught me that, you know, there's, a, there's a little better ways to handle stuff too, mm -hmm. you know, and I don't think I handled it exactly as a professional. I start, I was just so frustrated and I didn't know what to do with my time instead mm -hmm. of going out and, and supporting the guys. And, you know, I also got a little bit of that feeling too, when we were in AAA that we're just, we all know we're one step away. And so mm -hmm. at least a bit focused on that, on themselves and shit. And so sure. it's, it's hard to, you don't feel like a team as much, or at least I didn't as much. Um, but again, I was hurt and play good at the beginning. And then I was hurt and I was, and was new to the organization for that matter. And it was just hard. It was just hard. So I, yeah. again, like I told you, I would, you know, games going on, I'd go out there at the beginning and I'd come in, go into the clubhouse, you know, or go, go hit on my own, you know, and, or go, you know, do something, go hang out with you. And the, you know, the, yeah. I remember one time we went to the cages during the game, you know, but that's just cause we're just, we need to get something going. We, yeah. we feel like you're doing something. I just kind of yeah. want to get anyways. Um, And I just, well, and, that, and that was a hard part, right. Too. Like going to the AL side of things, like there's no pinch hitting, like the DH yeah, is yeah, right. there. So like yeah. when you're not playing, unless somebody gets yeah, hurt, you're not you're, probably you're, playing. You're that not day. playing. So yeah. you, it's really difficult to stay in it. And you're like, well, how am I going to get to the big leagues if I'm on the bench? You know, yeah. and so your yeah. mind is just kind of all over the place. Yeah. Um, I just wish I, just, I would have yeah. hung around the guy, like just hung out in the dugout and just watch the game. Maybe talk to some of the older guys and veterans, and you know, just learn, just learn more and stuff instead of wallowing my own issues. Yeah. And that was yeah. hard though. I couldn't, I couldn't separate that at that time. Yeah. Nowadays I would easily, easy peasy know what to do, but yeah, like well, it was hard. And I, so I, it, now that I've gone through like this life coach school process and I've kind of learned a term and I think what we were both probably going through, it's, it, and it, it kind of hurts to say it, but it's like, we were being, we were in emotional childhood, right? We were trying to deal with our emotions of, of our circumstances uh, we had all these different thoughts about it going on and created these, you know, anger, bitterness, shame, blame, all this stuff. And like when you're in that energy of just showing up to the, oh, I'm not playing again today. Uh, am I going to work on anything? Uh, yeah. I'm not really feeling it. I'm just going to, you know, kind of wallow in my pity a little bit yeah. um, and just brings off bad vibes, you know, and, and bad energy instead uh, of working through it instead of going like i i think of it now i'm like shit i wish i would have just gone to the gym just gone to the gym every day and just kept working out until i was ready to play yeah and then that would have shown yeah. them something you know i don't think they would have and how i told you how you know how our manager that year you know accused me of of sitting on my injury and i was not sitting on my injury i was so hurt yeah that's interesting I would not do it you know i'd yeah. never do that I would never ever do that and so it was definitely a slap in the face 
but then I and then I look back though how I was kind of acting. I can I can see how he could maybe guess that because I was just kind of like ah, oh, I just I'm not doing anything, you know. So, but if I had been working out, training, and they saw me speed work, all the stuff that I could do, they probably would have thought differently, you know. Right. And that's just one moment. It was rarely actually I ever was like that. It was just a bad. That was my bad year too. Yeah, you know? it was my bad time. Yeah, learn. No, it's, but yeah, like you said, you, you learn from it. You now you get to choose and utilize those experiences with all these kids that you're coaching, right? And yeah, um, and they come to you. And some of these kids, like like the kids I get, some are really young, and they're like they're just way learning the basics. And that's not that's that's stuff you might share with high school or college kids, right? Yeah. That are, you yeah. share those stories or experiences with them, and the young kids could give a crap, you know, they, <laughs> they don't care. They, they're not even close to they that. Just want to swing the bat. Just show me how to you talking. They want to swing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's go back to the hitting portion of it. Are there, are there any more things that you kind of mentioned, man, there's some things that I felt that were, I was just taught wrong. Like, I don't think these are the right ways to go about it. Yeah. Um, I wish. Okay. And I didn't make an actual list. I can just go off the top of my head though with a lot of it. Yeah. Um, one of them was, uh when they used to say no you gotta get your barrel out you gotta get your barrel out and i'm like okay i'll get my barrel out and i just rope it foul <laughs> you know just like oh, there's my barrel you know instead of so, them telling so you me, get around well just in my mind i wasn't yeah. getting it like it wasn't okay. either i was again i was a slow learner or something but i just and then i didn't get what they were saying about just get the barrel and what it was and the way i say it now is get your hands out <laughs> get your hands out get your hands out that barrel comes right behind it the barrel It'll is fall. easy i can just rotate okay. the barrel right here boom it's gone it's out but the hands getting out on time, ooh, that's the that's the kicker, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I wish somebody had told me sooner, like, hey, Noah, start getting your hands out and, and get that as your anticipation. Get the hands out there because the barrel, that part is super, super basic and easy and quick and so quick. Yeah. So you don't have to be in a hurry there. But so that's one thing. Um, yeah, the whole balls and strikes thing, really trying to get one. If anybody told me that one time there, I definitely took it to heart, you know, because uh, I that was one thing I wish somebody said, hey, Noah, just open up the zone, you know, let's it's okay. It's okay not to, it's, it's okay to swing at a ball once in a while, you know, and especially when it's over the plate, like, and that's my big thing now. And I'm trying to make this a, a thing. And well, with all my hitters, it's a thing, but you know, in general from a hitting standpoint, but I'm going to try to expand the zone up and down over the plate, okay. especially down the middle, but up and down, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's a, a, it's a ball, you know, it's a ball up here, but can you get to this ball? Yes, you can. Yeah. You know, it's a ball. But you can I like to... some of them high fastballs, right? What's the difference? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. That's what I mean. Think of all the home runs you hit, man. All the balls you hit hard, even that weren't striked. They probably wouldn't have been strikes. They were might have been a lot. Okay, just by the fact the low one, um, yeah. not a lot in and out of the zone because those are harder to get your barrel too sweet. You know, like but but up and down, it turns out. And I'm like, a, I love the low ball anyway, but. You can't throw one too low. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. so, but if it's down the middle, especially I can go down and get that. And so can everybody else that, that buys into it ultimately. So sure. I just, I wish I would have bought into that uh, sooner. And somebody said, Hey, no, just let's be aggressive. You got such a good eye. Let's just see if we can open it up and see what you can do with some of these other pitches. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I had one time and I'm not going to give his name because that's not nice, but like he was a, he was a professional hitting coach and single A at one time. And he told me, to step towards the pitch, <laughs> you know? So like, basically if it's away, you step away. <laughs> it's inside, it's inside. Oh my gosh, what? <laughs> and wouldn't wow. you know, I had a tough year that year. But anyways, I'm not blaming him. I just didn't get any help that year, all right? And it's crazy. I tell people that story. I'm like, this is a professional hitting coach. This guy's right. getting paid, you know? The, and the, I like it. He's actually a really nice guy. So that's why I don't want to say his name, but I had a tough time and I and I wish he would have um, 
just been more clear. I wish that the other co coordinators, they were having trouble at the time against the Expos. They were yeah. having trouble at the time and yeah. they weren't doing a great job. But well, I'm sure Vladimir Guerrero did that, right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> that guy. Oh, that's another one. Yeah. So that was a good example. Why, why, when I first show up to spring training, I'm like looking at Vladdy, of course, I'm like this guy and everybody's like, this guy's the man, you know, he just kind of got into the big leagues and we're looking at him like, wow. And, and sure enough, I see him hitting the cage. He's swinging as hard as I've ever seen anybody swing at balls. And I'm like, why does he get to swing hard? Everybody else got to be nice and controlled. And so why does he do that? And then, and then he's ripping pitches that are hitting the ground and over his head and in the other box, swinging at the park. And I'm like, how, why is he able to do that? Is he just special? He's just a special guy, you know? And I can't do that because I'm just not that special. And like, dude, it wasn't that. He just bought it. I'm sure nobody told him about balls and strikes because yeah, right. he just ripped. You just right? say, bro, just do it. I yeah. Mean, so, so that's my big thing too. I'm just like, I don't want people waiting around forever. Yeah, you could be right. Yeah, you take the pitch, it's the ball. You need four, bro. You need four of those just to get one base, you know? And that's it. And if you had, if you got to second base on that, hey, it's maybe another story. So for me as a hitter, that's, what that was my excuse oh well i get a first but then i can still second so then i was in scoring position so in theory it wasn't mm. the bat worst strategy ever for a guy that could run and get to second like the year in double a i was uh played against uh Euclid in that year that they came out with Moneyball, and yeah. i remember reading the book and then the movie and all that and i was like they could have used me for that you know but they used Euclid. he was a bigger name and all that yeah and, uh, he made it and all that stuff too but that same year we played against each other uh, uh he had a like a like a point two zero uh, on base percentage higher than I did or something like that that year, but I scored like twenty more runs. Mm. So Stuck that was suck on that. that. You know, just getting on base isn't the first <laughs> only thing. Get it to second base or get the third and score. You know. So, yeah. anyways, that was that was kind of uh, my big thing. Yeah. Other stuff would be, um, I don't know. Just for the most part, I, again, I'm I'm not blaming a lot of coaches. It's just we're all they're all trying. You know, like that's what I've realized yeah, too. Yeah, for sure. Around here, when I when yeah. I work with kids and their coaches are telling them stuff, I'm like, hey, this is actually what I've learned. You know, and this is the way I would always go. But this is why. And your coaches are always trying to help. So there's no offense. I, I always say that because I don't want to. It's not about that. I've said wrong things plenty of times. You know, sure. I also have changed the way I talk, so I have to do that. But um, you know, I don't know. I guess that those couple things were come, a couple of the main ones, you know, that came up, but especially the aggressiveness thing. I wish I would have just been more aggressive and, and somebody had told me that and been like, yeah, this is going to help you make it, you know? Yeah. And, uh, well, it's an aggressive game, right? It's, yeah. If, if, yeah. You're, if you're passive in, in, at least in my thoughts. So if you're passive in any parts of the game, you know, that was, that was something that Trent drew my manager in AAA would always be like, as long as you're aggressive, you're fine. Right. Yeah. If, if you're passive at all, like you're going to, it's going to show and, as a hitter, like, like you said, you can't let up. Like yeah. if you're, if you're thinking fastball every time, like you have to be ready every pitch. You do. You Why do. not make it the first? I would always, I was always a little uncomfortable swinging at the very first pitch <laughs> of my, my first at bat. But after oh, that. Yeah. Cause you didn't have a timing really yet. Yeah. Right? I was like, I just want to see him. Like see him, yeah. nerves that's are, nerves are kind of in there a little bit. No, I know. I know. Like, I know. Right, and that's why I go. tell the kids too. I'm like, Hey, this is, I have to be real about this. I definitely am okay with that occasion. So, so the other thing is I still play now, you know, and I'm like, one of the only yeah, guys let's talk play. about, I don't know, I don't know what my problem is. Okay? <laughs> yeah. I just have fun. It's fun. It's fun to play. Um, there's all guys, there's a couple other pros out there, but it's mostly co some college guys and guys that never played or played high school. And it's cool. We just have a good time. And, but I like to stay uh, current uh, out there too. So that's kind of a uh, part of the deal, but, I, I have I've had to do this recently myself where I was like, I'm just going to go up and take a pitch because 
I've been so, so, so aggressive that now my coordination is off a little, you know, my hand eye and my, and I don't practice enough, you know? So that's the other thing I'm doing lessons that I'm actually so not physically example, practicing. Right? <laughs> so then, so then I tell them, I'm like, Hey, I'm struggling probably because of my practice. Cause I'm working out. I feel good. I mentally, I'm right there mentally. I'm not like, Oh, I can't yeah. get um, never, never, never again. Well, I ever feel like that, but, um, but the, the actual technique of getting to the ball. So anyways, I took a, a pitch, you know, I felt good. I was like, Ooh, I saw that good. And I know how it goes, you know, and then it should give you a little confidence. Like, all right, now we're ready. Now we're go ready to go. But then from that point on, unless coach gives it to you, don't take it. <laughs> not on purpose, not on purpose, yeah. you know, and just yeah. really feast on pitches out over the plate again, up, down over the plate. There's a lot of mistakes out there. If they're pitching you tough, you better hang with them and get, <laughs> figure out what you can handle, you know, and get to it. But yeah, that's, uh, that's definitely yeah. part of it to you. I love it, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, man, I, like I said, I, I look back at your career, 16 years, right. Of, of just grind city, right. Just getting after it, doing your thing, doing everything you can to get to the, you know, to accomplish that last end goal, right. Of trying to get to the big leagues and um, you put everything you had into it. I know that, right. You're, it, it does take a, when you go from like triple A or double A, and then you start going into the independent side of things, right. There's, a, there's kind of that mindset shift of like, okay, I still believe I can do this. There, there's still like that little window. You believe the window's still there because I, I, I can still hit. I can still play. Yeah. Yeah. If just one guy sees me do it in the independent league, yeah, then I can get back to an organization yeah, exactly and climb this whole other mountain again. Um, so guys that do that, you know, I did it one year. I'm like, because you're just Where like you most guys. Where I, uh, Sioux Falls. South, oh, yeah. South Dakota. Yeah, that was my first independent league when I was with uh, uh, St. Paul. Yeah, Sioux Falls was part of that league. Yeah, it was like the Northern League or something like that then, or something. Or oh, was it the American Association when I was? Okay, they changed uh, it after. Yeah. yeah, but it's you know you you're just you want to make sure you can I really not do this anymore, <laughs> right? And then like you said, sometimes yeah, they're they you might have a few more years in there, but then you're like, well, now I got a family to take care of, right? And that that was kind of it for me. Like after that year. Played really well, got back to the Marlins, played pretty decent, but still not feeling physically great. Right. Uh, now I have a, no place to go to. I was like, well, I guess I'll do that. And I actually went to the Angels, right? And then uh, still hurt, <laughs> essentially. Uh, guy, man. But it's like, just, I was like, man, like you're trying to catch a break. Like maybe this will get figured out. But, um, but yeah, you start getting over 30, right? And that window really starts closing. Yeah. Um, you got to do something special and it's yeah. hard. And that's what I'm saying about, well, just not to cut you uh, off there, but just, yeah. um, I, I was definitely a late, I was a late, I got it together late, <laughs> you know, and it was mm -hmm. just different. I wish I would obviously within the first two years kind of figured it out, but it didn't work that way. So I, that's part of what made me a grinder is that I just had to keep trying things and just try to prove that I was legit enough to make it. And I could have, I could have, you know, that I could have been in the big leagues. Okay. I yeah. got to play in the big leagues, There's plenty of guys yeah. that made it there that, we're all good, better than, and there's guys that are way better than us, of course, too. But the, the point is, could have been there, but, and I play yeah. with all the guys. Um, but it was a matter of timing. My timing was always jacked up and it's just what it is. So I accept that. And mm -hmm. I also accept that I was inconsistent. So I got to do that. And so that's part of my real goal now when I work with kids. And then eventually, uh, as I start working with pros more too, just to get them straight quickly, you know, yeah. and give them a right, the, just at least a good, you know, set up to just go with and go out on the field. Like I tell the kids I work with now, I'm like, this is, 
this is for you to work with uh, this. This is for you to take on the road with you. You know what I mean? This yeah. all this information. You go take it on the road. Go take it to practice. Go take it to the game. You know, go just dream about it. You know, think about it. Just get in tune as a hitter, you know, and then just ball player. And of course, it's more just ball playing than hitting. But, you know, the main thing is we talk about is hitting here. And, um, you know, it's just the mindset and trying to get get into it. And then I, I really enjoy that part, though. What I do now is just helping kids and seeing the smile on their face when they get it. You know, and, it's, yeah. and I'm telling you, bro, it's happening really, like really quickly. That's what's so fun for me. And then um, and I love like you, what you're doing the mental side of things. That's so fun for me, because, of course, we've been through it. You know, we didn't have yeah. to go to school. We went through the school of life. You know, what I mean, I just <laughs> went through all that and I've learned yeah. these ways. There's other ways to you study some and know there's di different techniques and stuff to deal with people. But, you know, I really enjoy uh, that part. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah, had to learn, you know, had to learn. Yeah, for sure. So where you do some, like I said, you do some great content online. Where, where can people find you if they want to start looking at your hitting videos and all that? Yeah. So, um, well, technically I have, um, I have uh, Noah Hall baseball. If you look up Noah Hall baseball, Noah Hall baseball and softball, you'll find it like noahhallbaseball.com is my, is my email or my uh, website. Okay. Um, I have, uh, you know, I'm on Instagram and Facebook and all that Noah Hall baseball. Um, and, and then I have a, a YouTube channel too that I'm, uh, I'm just, I'm, I've almost finished my, I'm trying to get like five videos together and then I'm, I'm going to put it in there. So anyways, but it, okay. it's Noah Hall baseball and softball on, uh, on YouTube. And I'm going to start ramping that up a little bit more too, because of, uh, I have realized I actually, and I, I understand the short contact and stuff, but I'm more of a long content guy. I like yeah. to give really good information that actually changes lives and changes things, uh, forever, hopefully for these people that I work with and, and help. But uh, short content's cool to just stay active and, you know, the deal. Yeah, and we're getting older here. And I mean, <laughs> a lot of the the hitting people that are out there are a bit younger, too. And they're just so got good energy. Not always saying the right stuff, in my opinion, but it's OK. They're trying, you know, and I, I right. respect them for that and um, and the hustle that they're putting into it. But it is hustle. Um, I my focus is on my clients and the people I work with. You know, I will post things and I know you got to stay active to keep growing on there, but I'm doing my best and. Um, I'm only doing it myself too. So I don't have a team or nothing like yeah. that. And I do all the edit editing and all the stuff. I actually enjoy that. It takes it's a lot of, of time. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It takes a lot of time. Uh, but it's fun too. Like I like to kind of sync up music. I have a lot of my videos have music. Um, some of them don't, but like I just I kind of I really enjoy music. So I I play music when I have the guys hit or guys and girls hit. And um, so, anyways, I have a lot of videos out there, but some of it's just general. A lot of it, actually, what I've been doing lately is just trying to get some of my players seen, you know, yeah. just get them out there in the world. And like, there's this one guy, I'll just bring it up now because he's great and he needs to be, or everybody needs to know about this guy. But this guy's name is Caleb uh, Gant. He goes to high school here mm -hmm. in Porter Ridge. He, um, I got, I saw him right before the season started. Um, he had gotten injured last year, got ran into his other outfielder, and they, they, hit each other and he had to have surgery and stuff. So he missed going to camps and he missed kind of getting on the showcase stuff. And anyways, I saw him for the first time, he was topping out like 86, 87, uh, hitting wise, exit velo. And then, um, yeah, it just, but he looks so good. He's strong. And I was like, okay, you only had two things that he was missing up, messing up his timing and his, his angle and his direction to the ball to get to it clean. Sure enough, I got fixed it within a half hour. Yeah. He hit 94. Okay. Hmm. Went from 90, you know, 86 to 94. And yeah. then later, number of weeks later, he got to 102. Okay. Wow. And then, and this is before the season started for the most part, then the season actually gets started. 
season just ended now, regular season technically. He hit eight home runs. He hit four. His last six at bats, he hit four home runs, man. Four. I've yeah, never yeah. done that. I've never That's done that. That's lights out, man. So, anyways, it's just yeah. I'm trying to get this guy out there because he's just nobody knows about it. He's going to a, a D2. So okay. related to Ron Gant? Well, yeah, well, he's like Ron Gant. He's like Ron Gant. Is he related? He's fast and he's got a, a high uh, man. He's fast. He's got a good arm. Throws like 94, 95. Throws an okay. outfielder. He can run. Um, and he, I don't know. He's just one of those. You've seen the guys get drafted. You've yeah. seen all what we've. Now, and, is he a senior? He's a senior. Yeah. So okay. I'm really trying to get him out there. And look, yeah. if he goes to that the D2 cool school, that's fine. I have nothing against D2. I'm just saying he's got D1 talent. And he's also draftable. And I see mm. I, he should be drafted. Okay. I'm not. <laughs> so I'm trying to help out a little bit more with like getting some of these people out there. Some people are like eighth grades, you know, and I'm just like, mm. I just like showing off some of my hitters to be honest too. And yeah. then I also, um, like I said about the YouTube stuff, I want to do more on that and give real content and like how to fix this, you know, how to do better here or whatever, or a lot of the mental stuff too. My first real video, uh, I, I got it done, but I wanted to link some other ones to it, but it's on, uh, what do you do if you've been released, uh, cut <laughs> or fired? And I've been all three, you know, right, so like it's, it's, right. it gets into the mental stuff, you know, how to react to it, what you could do, all that stuff. But I like that. But the right. short form is fun, uh, keeps me active and, 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 you know, out there and all that. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's 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 a grind as well for that. And it does take a lot of time. <laughs> so, yeah, but it is fun. So very yeah. cool. What's well, awesome, man. It is it's great catching up with you again. You got 15 and an 11 year old. So daddy just going through the being a dad. It's, it's a lot of fun. I know that too. So man, yeah. best of luck to you out in Charlotte. Keep grinding it out there. And it was great catching up with you. Yeah. Good catching up with you too, bud. Yeah, All thanks right. Thanks for having me on here. It's great. Yeah. Thanks guys. We'll see you in the next episode.